Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of Let's Talk 20s. For this episode, episode 21, the title is Self-Love. So myself, Connor, and GT talk about the topic self-love. You know, are you able to love others if you can't love yourself? You know, find a balance of self-love and being able to care for others and kind of our way of thinking about remaining positive even when stuff around you seems to be falling apart. So with that being said, there's a lot more content in this episode. You guys will love this one. I hope you guys enjoyed as much as we did recording it. Just want to say thank you for all the support. Like I said, we hit the milestone for episode 20. And I'm so grateful for every single one of you who have listened. So with that being said, guys, let's get into this episode. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk 20s, episode 21. We passed a milestone to episode 20. Which is, by the way, I think a fantastic milestone to reach. Yeah, let's go, man. Let's go. There, there's there been a lot of great feedback from episode one up until now. And I just want to say thank you to every single person who has listened either to all 20 episodes or even just one episode. Tune in for a little bit. It means a lot to myself. And I know it means a lot to, you know, Connor and GT as well. Mm-hmm. So it does. For sure. Hey guys. How are you boys doing today? First off, just want to see, read the room real quick. I'm ready, raring to go. I've been so slammed today, but this will be nice to just relax and talk about things that are important in life, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm broke as shit right now. I don't know about you boys, but between the holidays and buying presents for this person, that person, next thing you know, I'm I looking at my bank uh, account. Yeah, out here balling out on people. <laughs> mm, I know. Yeah. Nobody's balling out on us. <laughs> well, well, good. Let's get into this episode, boys. Episode 21 is going to be talking about self-love, which is a pretty open-ended topic. We can kind of yep. steer a conversation however we want. And we might actually break this down into you know different segments because it's something that there's so many different avenues you can go in. But let's go ahead and hop into it. For the first question, is learning to love yourself an intrinsic value or something that you find through your environment slash upbringing? I think personally, it's something where it's intrinsic through the outside environment and the outside environment affects your intrinsic adaptation to it and changes in accepting of your personal self-love. I don't think it's one or the other per se. I would say just going about everyday daily life and learning to want to know more about yourself and the surroundings and how it affects you and makes you who you are and to just have that self-love for yourself and to truly appreciate it and not take it for granted every day. Yeah, I agree. For sure. I think some people are born with certain personality traits that make it easier for them to look past like maybe anxiety or certain other disorders where they don't value themselves as much because they feel so crazy in the head maybe. But if you have a good positive environment upbringing to maybe counteract like what you were born with, then you can grow up in a nurturing way to manifest the self-love and you can practice coping strategies against maybe what you were born with. So I think it's I think it's give or take with that one. Regardless of how you're born, regardless of where you came from, you can always learn how to love yourself properly. But I do think it's definitely easier for some people and some people have the benefit of maybe loving themselves too much at first, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's true. 100%. I was going to say it's definitely 
more difficult for people to know what self-love or even what love is in general when you're in a not very loving environment or household growing up. But like you said, Connor, you know, that you can always find a way as you grow older, because if you want to know what love is or you begin to love someone, you start to explore that yourself. It's definitely a combination. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the thing is like, it, it kind of reminds me of this quote that I, that I was reading, you know, the, there's like a give and take about like how you love yourself and then how you treat others too, like based on the, the environment that you grew up in, if the people that you're raised by, if they learn how to love themselves before they raise you, then they know how to give that to you so that you can learn to love yourself. This quote that I read, it was how you love yourself is how you teach others to love you. It's by a, a Rupi Kaur. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. I thought that was a very interesting quote. What do you, what do you guys think about that? Mm, man, I, I don't want to go against the quote. How to love yourself is by teaching others how to love you. So I think it's it's very hard for me to kind of accept that quote. And that might be just me. But I think it does also in a way is very true because as human, we look for accepting people. And I think that's where a lot of people focus and rely on so much, which and I'm not saying that it's completely wrong. But me personally, I would say to a certain extent, but don't make that your priority focus is to have other people like you because there's not everybody in this world is going to like you and love you the way that you love yourself or you think that people should love you for how you are. Yeah, I think it's like, it's like the golden rule to treat others how you want to be treated in a way. It's kind of one of those things where if you if you treat others with love, you obviously want to be loved back, right? That That's human nature. You want it to be reciprocated. And I think that's kind of what that, that quote's kind of embodying in a way is the reciprocation of love. If you are trying to pour your energy and time and everything into individuals, you obviously want that to be reciprocated. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. But I would say that. like not all the times you're going to get right. that. And that's the unfortunate truth, like sad truth mm -hmm. about the world. I had a different read of this quote, maybe not completely from you guys, but I think y'all hit it on the mark for sure, where you need to love yourself and you shouldn't care so much about the love from others. I mean, you should care to an extent, but you don't want to place all your value in that because if you place your value in that, then you have nothing to stand on. Like what if you lost everything, for example, but the, the takeaway that I took from this quote is that is to not it is to not focus on that and is to focus on loving yourself and to be the best version of yourself and as a result that does teach others how to love you not by looking for it but by you look out for yourself and look how to love best and people just grab gravitate towards you because you're loving yourself the most you know that's how that's how i took the quote i i can see why y'all took it that way though because it's like a fine line that you have to find I think no, I totally agree with that. So, because that's also going back to being the originality of yourself in the true you. How can someone love you if you're putting on a fake you? Because no one likes a fake person. Yeah, yeah. I think that kind of ties into like my question with why is it so hard for people to speak up when it comes to things that they care about or slash love? I think partially it does have to do with if you don't value the things that you love at 
maybe like, for example, if you have a friend who is coming to talk to you about something that they love and you like really care about it and you really support them and you show a ton of interest in it and you don't hold that same standard for yourself with the things that you love and care about, it's hard to talk about it because like you're not putting in the same amount of effort into your own self-love, into your own values as you are in other people's. So I think it kind of ties into what we've been, what we just talked about with the previous question. It has to do a lot with where you get your love from is what I would say, which is why it's so hard. If you get it always from other people, you might be waiting for other people to support you so that you can talk about it rather than mm -hmm. just talking about it, you know? Yeah. I, the way the, the first answer that came to mind was one that people, people think that when they speak about things they, they love about we're we're sensitive to be considered selfish. And I feel like a lot of times people would think that if you speak up about things that you care about or love, they think that you're being self-centered or you're bringing yourself into the conversation often, which it's human nature to not be judged that way or to have others feel that way about us. And so I think that plays a big role into it. And then like Connor just said, we're also very timid in order to be the first one to speak up. You know, we're very we're very keen on letting someone speak first. And then we're like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll back up with Connor. So it proves how much you love or care about something or someone when you are the first person to speak up about it, but getting over yep. that obstacle and, and not being so insecure about openly talking about it is something that I know would be my reason why. I uh, totally agree. I think it's a test of how much self love do you have within what <clears throat> you're standing behind mm -hmm. and that's something that goes on with every daily life you know how you live and all everything so i i completely agree and like you said we, we all look for validation and accept and for people to accept us because no one wants to be the oddball out you know as people would say or the person who's different that doesn't agree with what everyone mm -hmm. else might be saying and and absolutely i think it's we're by nature, we're timid because we just, we don't want to be embarrassed or awkward. But I think that honestly, that's the beauty about life is the self love and understanding and being a constant learner. But it, it is tough. And I'm not saying it's a walk in the park by no means. Yeah. But I definitely agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I, I, I agree too. I mean, the, the other thing that, that I think about when I think about your question, I mean, it kind of relates to something else I wanted to bring up and it has to do with, I, I think loving other people and how you love yourself, it, it has to do with your values that you hold as a person and the morals that you hold, you know, you know, the, what kind of things that you think are good for yourself and good for others. If you support those things and somebody's coming to you with a decision like that, for example, that they're doing for their lives, you want to support them. But then when it's with ourselves, like we, we can beat ourselves down yeah. so easily and it's not the same standard. So I know that's something I struggle with. I don't view myself objectively. I view myself so subjectively and I I'm curious why, why do you guys think that's so hard for people to do in order to view ourselves objectively? I'm tearing to go on this one because I feel like if he's going to go down the road, I think he is. I think I can piggyback off it really well. Well, newsflash, I'm not going that route. I don't even know what you're talking about. But 
I might be. <laughs> what what I was gonna say is it's so much easier to care about others and not necessarily distract yourself from your own problems or how you actually view yourself. But it is in a way. I mean, this time of year, for example, you know, Christmas and, and the meaning of gift giving and, and trying to, you know, make others feel special for what you bought them or to spend time with family and, and have that quality time together. It's a perfect example of, of us kind of valuing the validation slash love for material. others instead of, yeah, well, not even material, but just like loving others and, and having that as like our coping mechanism or as, as a way to kind of distract ourselves. Because I know personally, that's what I would do, at least to really all the other conversations we had, relationships, whatever. I would care more about that person than I would about myself. And I think that goes hand in hand with kind of the self-love slash loving others. It's so much easier for me to provide, give, love, care about other people and having that as, as my consumption of time rather than really looking inward and trying to figure out what I need or want for myself. Mm -hmm. But something I'm working uh, on. Yeah, I think with me personally, going off of that, you know, I would say I really do care about others and I put others before I put myself. For an example, I'll call Tanner just to be how you do, like, how are you doing? What's going on? How's life? And I'm sure Tanner can, you know, test him back me up with this. I'll call him randomly, like, dude, what's going on? Give me a life update. I think me personally, I it's come from experiences to love myself when something might happen, to know that if I don't even love myself, how can I love myself after something happens that maybe I didn't see, I didn't want to happen that happened because guess what? We've said it in previous podcasts. Shit happens. That's right. Life baby. happens. That's right. So, and if you don't have the self love for yourself at that, before that moment, what, what level is your self love going to come to? But going back to your question, so I'm not going off on a tangent, objectively, it's, I think it's hard because people always, like Tanner said earlier, it's kind of people look at like themselves and stuff and they don't put it in someone else's perspective, which I want to say both of y'all said in maybe the previous podcast or the one before it's take yourself out of the picture and put yourself in someone else's and maybe, and it doesn't have to be like right at the moment you say or do something, but like learn from it like later on. And how do you love yourself? Like afterwards, how did that affect you? So that way just when you carry on with life, because life is going to carry on. How can mm -hmm. you love yourself and grow and progress yourself, love for yourself from there on going forward? I think, and this might be me kind of discussing a, a following question, but it's right here. I think that also to not make myself look like an asshole, by me showing love to others, I know so many other people have the same issue that I would have of not loving myself by me showing that love to them and showing that I care about them. I'm providing them with that love that they're maybe not giving themselves. So that way they know that they're at least cared for. Does, does that make sense at all? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's not me like saying, I don't care about myself or I think that a lot of people that I have in my life don't care about themselves, but I know in a mindset that's similar to not loving yourself as much as you should, by having someone show that you are loved, that can that can trigger 
you to kind of, you know, start being an advocate for yourself or, or know that you're at least cared about. So I just that's what I wanted to add. from all the stuff. Yeah. I mean, you're adding the people. Tan Tanner harped on something and I won't talk too long not to go off on a tangent, but it's like, I relate to what you said, Tanner, where you, you give to others what you feel like you don't have or what you, what you wanted to have. And maybe it's because you didn't push hard enough to give that to yourself. But I know that I always ask people how they're doing. I always try to show a lot of love and care and affection to people and show interest in people's activities because I don't, well, I don't want anybody to feel the way that I do sometimes. And mm. that, that's, that's tough for me because it's like, I need to, I need to say that to myself sometimes, you know, talk to myself like that in the exact same way. It's really hard because the objective thing for me is that I, I judge myself constantly for what I'm thinking, you know, not what I'm actually doing. And that, that's another whole nother thing that we could go into. But I, I think just with anxiety, when you have all these thoughts in, in your head and you think they mean something, but they don't actually, it's like you judge yourself. And then as a result, you think you can't view yourself objectively because you're like, oh, well, I thought these things, it, it doesn't mean anything though, you know, right, but just right. to harp on what you were saying, Tanner, that's, I totally can relate to that. I, it's, it's hard when you don't want people to feel the same way as you, but then you can over-sacrifice a lot. I think I totally agree, but, and then I think this is good going off point. When you love yourself unconditionally, how do you carry yourself or what do you do to express that? I mean, I, I'll say for me, I know I just talked a lot, but I'll say for me, one thing that I'm working on to show more appreciation and love to myself is to get out of my head and vocalize and like actually just like speak to myself more. Not like, I mean, I probably sound like a crazy person a little bit like, oh yeah, you're doing great, Connor. You're doing great. But like, <laughs> it like, you know, know like you by mean, myself, yeah. but like yeah. it actually does help because it, it takes me for somebody who's in their head so much and for somebody who just constantly deals with anxiety for me, when I, when I, when I get out of my head and I just speak and I go like, Hey, you're doing great. Hey, yep. you did an awesome job working yep. with the kids today in my preschool job or whatever. It's like that stuff that I want to hear from other people. So me just saying it out loud, it almost makes it feel like it's coming from somebody else, but it's, it's from me, you know? So vocalizing it out loud is, is a really big thing that's worked for me. Yeah, I mean, very similar thing is writing it down, man. I, I've been doing a journal and I don't do it every day. I do almost like a weekly check-in with myself. I, I literally write it in my journal. I tell the good shit and then I tell the bad shit. I have two paragraphs and then a third to close it out. And I do that so that way I'm able to provide myself. Here's all the great highlights that I kind of discredited myself and I actually did really well. And here's the, the voices in my head that, in the moment I let them take over and I he, trying to figure out why did that happen? What, what triggered that? And then, like I said, in a, in a previous episode as well, in addition to the journaling is also just removing yourself and looking at everything that you have done. You know, you woke up this morning, you may not have had the best of days, but there is always a tomorrow and you've already crawled out multiple dark holes that you think you weren't be able to crawl out of in the first place. So, which is really hard to think about in the moment, but I think moving forward, if you have that unconditional love for yourself, taking those chips off your shoulders and just thinking of yourself like, yeah, there's always going to be adversity, but, but guess what? I'm here and I'm, I'm ready to tackle it instead of 
being timid and almost anticipating the bad thing to happen to you. I don't know if that's a little more of a macho masculine answer, but that's that's what I got. I like that. I like that too. I think, you know, I think personally you should walk. You should carry yourself with confidence. And I've said that multiple times. I did struggle with confidence earlier on. And I don't think, I think that kind of derived from not having the self-love for myself that I should have had. Mm -hmm. And just growing to love myself and to not give a fuck what these people say, but to love me for who I am. And that's not me trying to segue into something else, right? This is right. This is real life. But. I think now just kind of reflecting, like you said, Tanner, I don't necessarily write mine down, but I'll think mm -hmm. about it. Like, man, that was really cool. And I'll yeah. take time to really appreciate that moment. I might not be where it happened or I might be somewhere else, but I take time to like really think about it. But also, like you said, you write down the bad things. I think honestly, people kind of push that off and they just kind of not even involve that with their life. If you put all the bad stuff away and you only put it on the good, that's not being true. And, yeah. but, and I'm not saying you need to carry that and express that, you know, you can express and carry yourself with the good stuff. But I think maybe like in private or loved mm -hmm. ones and family, you can talk about that. Cause that's what they're there for. Tanner and I, we talk about it and we, like I said earlier, we need to vent or express the bad stuff we do. And we help each other out with, Maybe how to go about it or how to love ourselves even after it, even if it's something that's embarrassing or something where we don't think there's so much good to it when really there's so much yeah, positivity and amazing things that happen. So, but we also talk about the bad, like, Hey, we got to hit it head on. And if we don't hit it head on, I think between me and him, it's good that we hit it head on because we can get it out the way and it's off our chest. I mean, there were there were two things that you reminded me of GT, and I did briefly speak, but it, you were saying things that it actually reminded me a little bit of our previous episode. You know, the art of being perfectly imperfect. How it makes it easier to love yourself when you fully accept all of your beauty and all of your flaws, and to not yeah. judge yourself for either of those things or to overlook either of those things. So you're going to have your strengths and. You can you should value them, but if you overvalue them and you become arrogant, that's a problem, obviously. Yep. But if you have your mm -hmm. flaws and you focus on them too much, then you also overvalue your flaws, which in turn leads to negative self-talk, which leads to negative self-image, which makes it harder to love yourself. You know, it's all a it's all a compounding effect. So it just reminded me of if you guys haven't listened to that episode, you totally should. That was a great episode. Listen to it. But uh, yeah, that's that's what that reminded me of. And then two, there was actually something, Tanner, that you said. I, I think that it's smart to reflect on your week by doing it at the end of the week. Because mm -hmm. I don't think that I think sometimes if you have the where you want to reflect on something in the moment you can, yeah. but sometimes you can't like yeah. if something happens to you at work and it's at the end of your shift, you're off by 5 PM, somebody needs help and you, I don't, I don't know, help them and their kids or something, pay for something that they couldn't pay for. And then like you immediately go to a dinner right after you're, you're not going to like probably think about that. You're going to go to that dinner. Then you're going to go do what you need to do. And you're not going to think about it. But then when you look back on your week, Oh, I did this. Oh, I did this. It gives you like, 
time to reflect basically. So I, I yeah. think that's smart to do that at the end of the week because your, your brain probably can't always catch up with that. And you shouldn't put that much pressure on yourself to think you got to stop just to recognize yourself every time. No, just, you know, recognize it, recognize your strengths and weaknesses, but don't put so much pressure that you've got to like fix the entire world, like right then and there, you know? Yeah. And the reason why I do that is because I am an emotional dude. When, when I feel a certain emotion, like my highs are highs, my lows are lows, man. When I'm pissed off or when I'm sad, I see red or I, I just, I'm in the blues and some things just take time. I mean, that, at the end of the day, that's all it is. Some things just take time to undo themselves or to fully digest and kind of have a third person perspective on it. <laughs> and that's why I, that's why I do it at the end of the week. Cause then it gives me the, the time to not be so upset or emotional in the moment. We interrupt this episode with a word from our sponsor. Guys, getting through the 20s is very tough. And as you know, a lot of topics we discuss on this podcast surround mental health. So that's why I'm proud to say thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Guys, if you don't know who BetterHelp is, they are the world's largest therapy service and they are 100% online. With over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists, you can be helped with a wide range of issues. To get started, first you answer a few questions about your needs and preferences for therapy, so that way they are able to match you with the right therapist from their network. You can then chat with your therapist however you seem fit, whether it's text, chat, phone, or video. You can chat with your therapist at any time, and you can schedule your live sessions whenever it is convenient for you. If you have any issues with your therapist, you can switch to a different therapist with no additional charge. And with BetterHelp, you get the same quality and professionalism as in-office therapy, but with more flexibility and scheduling at a more affordable price and with custom-picked therapists for you. So guys, what are you waiting for? Get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp therapy at betterhelp.com slash let's talk 20s. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Let's Talk 20s. Thank you guys for listening and let's get back into the episode. But that kind of ties into what I was going to bring up for the following question is because self-love when you are emotional and you specifically don't provide yourself enough love for yourself, that affects the people around you. And it's, it's very easy for people that are very involved in your life to notice you know, all the maybe self negativity you have or whatnot. And so my question for you is, how can you love someone if you don't love yourself? Speaking more on a relationship side, have you been in a relationship where either you or your partner experienced this? And if so, how did that affect your relationship? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I'm sorry, I know Connor's got some juicy stuff. Y'all gonna have to wait. With me, it was, I kind of went along the road of other self-love and wanting them to have that self-love and not necessarily even taking into consideration my own self-love for myself. I went into what can I do for them and not even myself, being completely selfless. Yeah. And I think that made me oblivious to maybe how I was being treated and how I was, I don't know, being thought of when I didn't think about it. And I gave all this love, attention and everything. And 
time, effort, everything to a girl who, and I'm not going to say it wasn't worth it because I learned a lot from it. Might have had a self-love for herself, but didn't see the other side and to help me grow as a person as well, right? And that's why I'm not with that person because I, it's a two-way road with that. And that's why I've learned from it and known that before I can love somebody else and truly give them myself, I need to be more grounded and based and have a better foundation for myself. Yep. So it's just long, long story to short answer, strong foundation and base within my self love. So I can give that to my significant other. Yeah. I mean, I definitely relate to that situation, GT. I, I've been on both ends of the spectrum. And to put to answer your question bluntly, Tanner, you know, how can you truly love somebody if you can't love yourself? I, I don't think you can, personally. No. Not 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 truly, because it's it, it it can lead to like a parasitic relationship or it can lead to an unhealthy relationship. I've been on one end of the spectrum in my first relationship where I had worked really hard on myself for a couple of years. I met somebody who did not value herself and put all of her self-worth in me um, mm -hmm. and changed her life for me in a lot of ways. And while that's that's great and all, and that's nice in some regards, I I couldn't be a full support system slash therapist for somebody because I had to focus on mm -hmm. myself. So then I, I didn't feel comfortable with that. Things didn't work out because of that. And I broke that off. And then more recently, because of what I've been through, I've lost a lot of self-love and I've lost a lot of self-confidence and I've lost a lot of myself. And I fell for somebody who had endless amounts of self-love to the point where maybe oh, yeah, she do. It, maybe it was too much self-love, arguably. And that's well, whether that's up for debate, there's no denying that she had a healthier outlook on herself than I did. Yeah. And so because, because she had that for herself and I wanted to do everything for her, there were times when we would run into things where I, like, I, I couldn't handle certain conversations, even though I tried to. I had already sacrificed so much of myself to be there for her in so many ways that I had expended all of my energy and kept pushing and not realizing that I had already crashed like months or years before, probably a year before, you know, and that's trying to rebuild after something like that. When you realize how far you've gone, it's excuse my language, but it's fucking tough. But seriously, I mean, it, it's, it's tough. I've been on both ends of the spectrum and then it also <clears throat> makes you, it makes you really wary for your future relationships. I have a guard on myself. Now I have a guard on my heart. And I found that I'm, I'm finding it much more difficult to open that up to people. And it's my fault for sure. It's not completely my fault, but it is my fault because I let myself get to that point. So now I probably have overdone it a little bit and kept it a lot guarded. So now I'm learning to open back up again and letting people see me for who I actually am. And it's, it's been tough, but I have to push myself because if I don't, I'm going to be miserable. So I loved this question. It relate to both. I'm sure Tanner can talk about it too. The, the two of you said everything that I would have mentioned. I just think that, like you said, it's not even about that relationship. Obviously that relationship's going to, going to get fucked at, at some point, right? We, we all agree. If you don't love yourself, you, you can't love others, but 
like you said, Connor, it's affecting your future self and your future relationships. And that that's where the real damage comes in because now whether you're on this end or the other end of the spectrum to find that balance for your future relationships is going to have way more layers to it, way more barriers. You're going to be way more bottled up mm -hmm. and uh, to recover from that is, is very hard. So in addition to the current relationship that you would be in, in that scenario, it's going to affect your future relationships. And yeah, I think we've all been there at, at one point or another, you know, it, it's, it's a common theme in relationships. That's why a lot of people say that we split because of differences with ourselves or we're growing apart. A lot of it is because of the self-love or love. Someone loves their partner more than the other um, mm -hmm. and vice versa with themselves. One of the partners had more self-love than the other. And then unfortunately they grew apart. For That's sure, interesting. But, that's interesting too. Yeah, I didn't know if you had much more you wanted to add, but like that whole thing where you said you have like a partner who like loves more than the other. I remember watching TV shows growing up where like that was like yeah. a trope that was accepted. And yeah. so I think like that was a thing that was accepted, but really it should just be looked at as you have the capacity to love that person equally as much as you can for who you are, even if you express it differently or, 100%. you know, some people might have a really close relationship where they're around each other all the time and they love each other the same. But there's other people who take the space that they need from each other because they like to pursue their own hobbies. It doesn't mean they love each other any less. It just means for who they are, that's how they express their love. And so that's they love the other person as much as they can while exercising it in that way. There's no right yeah. or wrong way. It kind of leads into something else I wanted to talk about. And I've touched on it briefly because I totally thought I was supposed to ask this question before yours, Tanner. So I was alluding to it too early, but it was about, you know, the capacity that you have to love yourself. There's, there's a line that you can cross obviously. And we know people who love themselves to the point of their own detriment where it's not good how much they love themselves. So like, what's that line? Like, how do you know what the line is? How do you keep yourself humble while also staying true to yourself and loving yourself? How do you not cross into narcissism slash complete arrogance? Really what it boils down to is your interaction with others, whether it's your friends, family, relationship, is the love or care one-sided. And that's how you can determine if you're being arrogant and just an asshole and self-centered or cocky, whatever, whatever word you want to use. Greedy. Greedy. Exactly. Selfish. It's, it's one of those things where if you start to realize that your quality of relationship, your quality of friendship, everything, the quality of the relationship with your family is declining, you know, that's something you got to check in on. And I know people drift in and grow apart and everything, but that fine line of not being an asshole really just boils down to your interaction with others and realizing that they also have feelings and everyone has their self-love problems. No one is perfect. Like you said, if it's talking about one person's side and that person doesn't even think about bringing up the other person's side on what maybe they think, how they're feeling, what they're doing. If it's yes. about one sided, if it's a one sided road, that's it's some arrogance is in there and it's on someone's side because in life, it, a relationship, because that's not a relationship. Basically, you're just another therapist for somebody and you're not even getting paid and you're doing that shit for free. Yeah. But yeah, well, it depends with the relationship. You brought up exactly what I was trying to say and I was leading up to it was that every relationship you have with someone, whether it's family, friends, relationships, it's it's always about compromises. That's what relationships are. Relationships mm -hmm. always need to be two-sided. 
And if you're at a point with self-love where you don't realize the other person's sensitivity to something or whether they need your love or that you're just being a little too self-centered and they're trying to show how much they care about you and you're not reciprocating it. It's all about push and pull with relationships. And I feel like that's where you can figure out the line or how you don't cross the line. It's being open-minded and realizing that everyone's different. Everyone has different love languages. Everyone has different perspectives on what they consider their self-love or how much capacity of love they can provide you to you. Just realize that that everyone's going to be different. Does that mean that some people love you less if they aren't calling you as often as you are calling them? No, not necessarily. But that's a perfect example of a compromise. We have to realize some people are just different, think differently. And, and you just have to keep that in mind in terms of your relationship with anyone. Yeah, you can't, you can't place more like somebody's capacity for love or vision for love or way they practice love as more important than anybody else's, including your own. That's right. where I think the line is. And I think you guys summarize it beautifully. You, if you, if you value other people's perspectives too much, you go to negative self-love. If you value your own too much, you go to arrogance. You got it. You got to learn what the, the line is for what you think love should be. And you got to value everybody else's because everybody's raised differently. We've talked about this, you know? Yep. Self-love is tough and learning how to love yourself is hard if you've never taken that step, even if you've taken the steps, even if you've been doing it for years and years and years, or you're trying to change your boundaries with it, it's hard. But one thing that you can do is make it consistent, you know, keep it consistent, keep habits with this consistent. We've, we've talked about this consistency is key and this is absolutely no different. I'm curious in terms of self-love, just for our viewers out there, what kind of daily habits you guys might have that we could maybe give to others so that they can find it easier for self-love. I think, well, me personally, what I do for self-love, I tell myself, life is awesome. You're alive. You woke up. You have so much in front of you. Mm -hmm. Why be so greedy or unthankful? Like if it could be worse. I tell people if ask Tanner every time I get off the phone, like people that I truly do care about and everything, I tell them I love you. Like I do that because I never ever want them to think that I don't love them. I was like and I tell them almost like reaffirmation. I can relate to that. What I do for myself is I basically take a daily habit that I do and I check in on myself every single day that I can. And I, and I think what it is honestly is I try to give myself a really unbiased look at like how I'm feeling. I'm like, Hey, how are you doing? You know, just like giving myself time to check in because I know me, I I'm super emotional and regardless of how great my life is, sometimes my emotions just will absolutely not let me hear it. They'll just be like, no, fuck you. Your life sucks. And it's like, yeah. no, I, I know it doesn't suck, but my emotions play tricks on me. So I have to ask myself how I'm doing. And then I just let myself say or feel or think whatever I want to talk about. And I do it in a really unbiased way for me driving. When I go to work, it's like 15 minute drive. So I don't listen to music. Then I just talk to myself. I'm like, Hey, how you doing? How's it going? And I, and I have to check in with myself because if I don't, I get so busy that I look and I'm like, I haven't 
self-reflected in like days. Yeah. And so I used to do that, but now I, I do daily self-reflection and because I've been doing that more, it's actually promoted for me to reflect on the things that I do well more. So that in turn increases my self-love. So when I started practicing that, I took one step in, in this direction. It wasn't the biggest first step that I wanted to take, but it was still a step in the right direction. And now I've taken another step and now it's towards positive self-love and now I'm making like tangible progress. So just taking your first step and like getting yourself into that kind of mindset is a great way to start it. The mindset is the biggest thing, right? You can, you can have all the self-love you want, but if, if you have the mindset where as soon as something bad happens, you know, it just, phew, that's a hard thing to overcome. But once you're able to take challenges or issues that do happen in your life and think of it more as a lesson rather than an obstacle, for me, that is something that has allowed me to, even when I'm at low points, to still be grateful for the experience and have that affirmation of, hey, I had this experience, but I, I learned from it. And if it happened again, I would know how to handle it maybe differently or more effectively. And then when I'm laying in bed, dude, before I go to sleep, I used to just let every thought just race in my head and then I'm not able to fall asleep. And now what I do is I actually just do a nice little relaxation replay of all the good that happened during the day and be grateful for those little things. In terms of like daily affirmations or daily things you can do for yourself in order to kind of help your self-love, it just boils down to your mindset, being appreciative and realizing the good that is in your life, even if it's just the small things, because it's very easy in the busy lives that we have to take the small things for granted. And we lose sight of that. And we just focus on these big goals, Oops. accomplishments, pillars, milestones, yep. whatever. So, all right. Well, I agree. Well, fellas, we're going to go ahead and sign off here. Episode 21, self-love. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Let's Talk 20s. We'll see you guys in the next one. A peace. Peace.